Welcome to the Master Festo Media Podcast. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and get ready to be entertained. Here's your host, Isabel Elias. Hello, my friends. I hope you're having a good day. I'm feeling fabulous today. The sun is out, and it's nice and warm, and here it is. Yeah, winter. We're having these sunny days. I just love it. Butterflies are flying around my garden. Ah, here we are. Hey, we're at chapter five of Carla, my novel. Oh, I hope you've been listening to the former chapters, chapters one, two, three, and four. If not, catch up. Go back and Read, uh, listen, actually, you don't have to read them. Listen to those chapters and then come back here. Chapter five, Letters from Herman. Oh, you're going to love this. Mm. You see, Carla is completely devastated by Herman's departure. To a large degree, her happiness depends on the relationship to Herman. Without him, true, pa- true happiness has no existence for her. As much as she tries to imagine his return, she doesn't feel it in her heart. Even the smile is gone and her bubbly personality went with it. As a child, she believed that when people leave, they never return. Like a bad dream, she has a memory of her parents leaving and never seeing them again. Maybe she has transferred that pain of loss to the thought of losing Herman. It doesn't make much sense, but so much of life is a mystery to Carla. And just when she thinks she has it all figured out, life takes a new course. With Herman gone, Carla's life is not the same. She's not in touch with her school friends, dancing buddies, except for her best friend, Maria. But as much as Maria tries to cheer her up, Carla remains lonely and depressed. Carla spends most of her days with Mama. Now that Mama is up in age and can't do as much, Carla does most of the cleaning, cooking, and marketing. Mama has been doing heavy housework for some of the Anglo people on the other side of the tracks, but lately, she doesn't have the energy for such work. The walk alone is too much for her. Therefore, Carla has taken on some of the jobs, the furthest ones. Carla takes on those jobs to help Mama, but she does not enjoy it one bit. She especially hates cleaning other people's toilets particularly those uptight white people who speak down to her with an extra loud tone as if she's deaf. It reminds her of her kindergarten teacher, the one with the red hair and freckles that would raise her voice at the Spanish-speaking kids as if the loudness would help them understand English. Here she is, years later, experiencing the same stupidity. Do these people think that if you clean houses for a living, you must not know English and you must be poor and hard of hearing? (sighs) Carla works hard and fast to get the hell out of those homes and back to her own home 
where there is love and comfort. Carla finds peace in her home where she spends time in her little garden where Mama has planted many flowers. She knows how much Carla enjoys being around beauty. Sometimes when the monarch butterflies migrate from Mexico, the little garden is filled with their beauty as if they know to come where they are loved, welcomed, and appreciated. Carla sits in the middle of the garden as she watches the butterflies fly so delicately. This is a very happy and peaceful scene. Even though the monarch butterflies will eventually leave the garden, Carla's purple butterfly faithfully remains as though it it is there to remind Carla that everything will work out no matter what the challenges life brings her. Uh, life is about to add more challenges to Carla's already stressful life when Mama can no longer work any of her jobs. Carla takes on all of Mama's jobs. Carla works six days a week from dusk to dawn and walks from house to house. She doesn't mind the walk except in extreme weather conditions. As much as she detests the work, she loves coming home exhausted because it keeps her mind off of missing Herman. She can just drop in bed and fall asleep as she hits the pillow. No dreams, no fears, no tears, just good, tired sleep. Weeks pass before Carla receives her first letter from Herman. As the letters keep coming, they become the highlight of her day. Each day, Carla stops at the post office, hoping that a letter has arrived. Upon receiving a letter, she carefully opens the envelope with her fingertips for fear of spotting it with blood from the cracks of her hands. All the harsh cleaning chemicals and scrubbing has damaged her hands so badly that nothing seems to take away or soothe the pain except for Herman's letters. Reading those words of love are healing her physical pain as well as the pain of missing him. Tired from the back-breaking work, Carla musters up enough energy to dash home to read her letter to Mama. Of course, she has to translate, which she enjoys tremendously. The translation seems more romantic. The words of love in Spanish have a deeper expression and much more sensual. She seals the letter back with a kiss and puts it in her special box. Answering his letters is the other joy in her life. Her passion flows through her pen as if the ink is coming right from her heart. When she finishes, Mama gently applies solvent on Carla's work-beaten hands. She then puts her hands in white cotton gloves to be left on until the next morning. This stops her hands from bleeding through the night. Carla survives her cracked hands, sore knees, tired bones out of anticipation of Herman's return and hope for a letter and hope for a better future with him. Carla is living for tomorrow because her todays are one miserable day after another. The only reason she can put up with all the hard work and nasty comments from her clients is because she knows that it is only temporary. 
It won't be long before her hero comes home and they will escape to a better life. It is just one of those regular work days when Carla meets a woman who is visiting one of the homes she cleans. This woman seems different from those uppity slave drivers. She is sweet, polite, and she doesn't speak in a loud tone like the others. And she does not treat Carla extra nice either. Some of the women think that they should be extra nice to this poor child from the other side of town. Carla detests those nice, prissy women even more than the slave drivers. The kind woman's name is Mrs. Myers. Mrs. Myers has been looking for a nanny and someone who can do lighthouse work. After meeting Carla and taking an instant liking to her, Mrs. Myers feels that Carla would be perfect for the job. And the feeling is mutual with Carla. She likes Mrs. Myers and is excited about the possibility of working for her, even though it is a little further than all the other houses she cleans Fortunately, it is only one house and full-time, Monday through Friday. Carla will have weekends to take care of a ma and spend more time in her garden visiting her garden angel, the purple butterfly. As a nanny, Carla will take care of Mrs. Meyer's two little children, three and four. That is a first for Carla. She has never done that. She is hardly ever around little kids. But she thinks it might be fun. Maybe this can be good practice for her future as a mother. The best part is that there will be no floor scrubbing or toilet cleaning because Mrs. Myers already has a cleaning woman. This is such a big relief for Carla. Without thinking about it, Carla accepts. She will start her new job the following week. Oh, she can hardly wait to tell Herman. So she decides to write a long letter sharing her exciting news. She goes on and on about the nice lady and being a nanny and not having to clean toilets and how she will have weekends off to care for Mama. After completing the letter, she looks down at her dry, blistered, cracked hands and prays for healing. She hasn't prayed for healing before because she feels that it would be out of order to ask God to do something that comes with the job. Since she's the one who took the job, and she knew it was almost a job requirement to work your hands to the bone. Asking God to heal her hands is like being a victim. Now she's feeling a sense of comfort. She knows that not only will her hands heal, but she will also find peace in her heart. Maybe waiting for Herman to come home will be easier because someone like Mrs. Myers to work for After a good sound sleep, which she hasn't had for some time, she wakes up extra early. She takes the early bus clear across town to Mrs. Meyer's house. It's a very comfortable ride. She enjoys gazing out the window. She sees people scurrying in the early morning on their way to some job to earn a living for their loved ones. She feels proud to know that she is one of them. Arriving at her destination, she likes what she sees. It's a quiet 
neighborhood with wide paved streets. Unlike some of the streets where she lives, the houses are large with porches and spacious front yards. Most of the yards seem perfectly manicured with trimmed shrubs and tall trees with big trunks. Looking at the surroundings, Carla visions herself and Herman in one of those houses raising their perfect family, wearing a big smile as she walks down the tree-lined street. She realizes that she hasn't smiled much these days. When she arrives at Mrs. Meyer's house and rings the doorbell, she hears little high-pitched screams the kind kids make when they're having too much fun. Behind the screaming, she hears a yapping dog. Mrs. Myers comes to the door with a warm welcome. Following Mrs. Myers are two cute little blue-eyed blonde kids with wide grins. They both tug at their mother's dress, trying to get her attention. Hi, Carla. Please come in. This is Kevin and Betsy and our dog Shelby, she says in a friendly tone that puts Carla at ease. Thank you, Mrs. Myers. It's nice to meet you, Kevin and Betsy, and of course you too, Shelby. Carla responds in such a delightful tone that the kids go right up to her and take her by the hand. Carla now has a kid at each hand and a dog wagging his tail, hoping to get petted. (laughs) Come, Carla, let's have some tea. Oh, I bet you're tired from the walk. The bus stop is quite a distance. Carla was a little surprised at Mrs. Meyer's consideration, but at the same time, pleased by it. Oh, no, I'm not tired at all. As a matter of fact, Mrs. Meyer's the walk through your neighborhood was wonderful. All the streets are paved and the houses are beautiful and I have never seen such perfect lawns. Most of the streets in my neighborhood are dirt roads and few houses have lawns. Mrs. Myers smiles in admiration of Carla's innocence. She takes Carla's handbag and escorts her to the kitchen. They sit at the table drinking tea and discussing Carla's duties. Carla is waiting for the bomb to drop. When will she be told of the hard labor? But the bomb never drops. Her duties are light and consist mainly of taking care of the children, which includes feeding them, playing with them, reading to them, bathing them before their nap. The only dishes are the ones used by the children. The rest of Carla's time is to keep Mrs. Myers company. And not because she was lonely. She just likes to talk and needs someone to listen to her. Her husband is gone most of the time and the children are too wrapped up in their play world needing a lot of attention. With Carla being a good listener, this job seems like a piece of cake. Carla likes Mrs. Myers very much as well as the little people, including the dog. And they all like Carla. A match made in heaven. Carla is enjoying her new job. It is almost like a fun vacation. When she isn't sitting chatting with Mrs. Myers over tea or playing with the children, she finds herself cleaning Mrs. Myers' spotless house and arranging the crochet doilies, putting fresh flowers in vases, or baking cookies, all of which seem like play more than work. Going home is almost dreadful. Feeling guilty about resenting her impoverished surroundings, Carla hides her feelings from Mama. If it wasn't for the fact that she needs the money from Mama, she would do it gratis. 
On one of Carla's chit-chats with Mrs. Myers, Carla mentions how much she loves to dance. She tells her story about winning the dance contest with Herman and about not going to New York. After going on and on, Mrs. Meyer turns on the radio. And when the swing move, move, swing music starts... Carla teaches Mrs. Myers how to do the Lindy Hop, doing all the flips, spins, and turns. Sometimes the two little ones dance right along, swinging themselves around and falling on the floor with laughter. Uh, those are special times for Carla as well as for Mrs. Myers, not to mention the children. They all have the fun, t- best fun times learning the jitterbug. There are days when Carla does not want to leave Mrs. Myra's home. It is especially hard for her when Fridays come around and she will not be back until Monday. She's getting attached to this little family. They too love and need Carla. She provides joy, fun, and lots of playfulness. The Myers kids and their mommy are more alive when Carla's around, and all the should nots like running around the house or jumping on the bed are now part of the fun. <laughs> Besides all of the fun stuff, Carla loves the Myers' large colonial home with a high ceiling, spacious room, wraparound porch with a swing that hangs from the ceiling, and a big backyard fit for the kids of all the rooms the kitchen is Carla's favorite room it has windows at every corner at one of the corners is a wooden table with a tablecloth that matches the window curtains it is the coziest part of the kitchen and above the kitchen sink is a garden window with small flower pots of bright yellow sunflowers It amazes Carla how the petals will turn towards the window as if wanting to be kissed by the sun. Through this window, Carla can see fruit trees and shade trees and a very strong oak tree with a swing hanging from a thick branch swaying back and forth as if it is inviting someone to come and swing. Looking out, that same window, Carla can also watch the kids as they chase their dog, Shelby. Or is it the other way around, Shelby chasing the dog? <laughs> Shelby chasing the kids. You never know who's doing the chasing, but you can hear the happy giggles. Looking at this sight, Carla feels pleasant and peaceful. Sometimes Carla goes off into her inner world and imagines that she is watching her own children happily playing and this big, beautiful house belongs to her as Mrs. Herman Garcia. Having these visions gives her hope that life will get better when Herman comes home. It seems that hope is all Carla has left and she's working hard at keeping hope alive, but sometimes it all seems dismal and hopeless. She wants so much to believe that her visions are visions of a future and not a fantasy, even though 
It is those fantasies that bring her peace of mind, especially when life is too testing. Believing in miracles and the impossible is how Carla copes and survives her longing for Herman. She believes that meeting this family is no accident. It is a sign, a sign of the future, a future where love, happiness, and peace are abundant. Mm. Well, I hope you're enjoying the audio on Carla. I sure am enjoying reading it to you. Now, this might be the last chapter I read from Carla, a love story. If you haven't bought the book, I think that listening to the first five chapters will help you make the decision to buy or not to buy. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate my readers. To get notifications, subscribe to this podcast. Show appreciation. Buy your host a latte. 